0: The one that we use most in our office is something called a fixed indexed annuity. And they have the guarantees. The reason they call it fixed is because it can't lose money. But it can earn money and it's usually tied to a stock index. These fixed index annuities have been a godsend for a lot of clients in their, in their portfolios. But you have to think about it a little differently. It's not a mutual fund. It's not a stock market tool. It is designed for your low risk, your bond alternative things along those lines. But if you already know that the asset that you're spending, like an annuity that can't lose money, then you have this permission slip to let the rest of your money grow.
1: Sometimes investment decisions are black and white. No nuance, no downsides. But when it comes to annuities, there are several shades of gray that we're here to help you understand. On the second of two parts, Josh shares his take on when, how, and why certain annuities can make the perfect fit for clients whose portfolios need a little rounding out. You'll learn about various types of vehicles to consider what makes them appealing, and potential pitfalls to avoid. Get to know the difference between deferred and immediate annuities and what distinguishes protected income buckets from growth buckets from buckets of chicken? Yeah, I went there. You'll also find out why fixed index annuities have a lot to offer as a steady stream of low-risk income. If you've ever been intimidated or put off by the world of annuities, we encourage you to give this episode a listen. It's your personal invitation to take stock to determine whether or not annuities might make a good addition to your growing retirement nest egg. Because, hey, this is the Retirement Equals Freedom podcast. Your host, Josh Brettle, is the owner of FSR Wealth Strategies. And for the last 20 plus years, Josh has been helping find folks like you gain the confidence to make retirement the best part of your life. Me? Who am I? Thanks for asking. I'm Dave, Josh's longtime friend, co-host of the show, and huge fan of Stan's Donuts Chocolate Dipped Donuts. Oh yeah. All right, enough of my voice. Let me, that you, let me end my introduction so we can get on with the show. Josh, barrel aged, cold brew from Stan's Donuts. What do you think?
0: I think it's delicious, and I also think I'm a little giddy today. I've had too much coffee already, so it's uh, it's really good though. A giddy Josh makes for a far more entertaining podcast. I hope so. I, like some mornings we're up for these. some mornings we're like, eh, I gotta record a podcast. But today I'm like, Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, Landon's got his championship game tonight. Ooh, is tonight the big championship game? Yep.
1: So we are stoked trying to keep him nice and calm though because he is pitching it's a big game how many
0: innings are they allowed to pitch one right now still yeah
1: and then we're pretty much gearing up for colorado on tuesday so it's an exciting time here
0: now i catch a lot of grief in my house because when we go for vacation missy says that i don't really do anything yeah and i just show up and off we go but i think i'm an integral part like all of the behind the scenes organization to make sure that like you know we have a taxi to get us to the airport, all the reservations like once like we go, I got it all. Mm-hmm. like I know how to do everything, yeah, and I will gladly help pack, but she doesn't trust my packing. If I packed the kids, she'd like just she'd recheck it ten times, so I don't blame her, no, I don't either. I'd recheck my work too if it was packing the kids, but I've taken the kids to Michigan randomly to go see my parents. I have a whole different mindset because she won't look at that. She won't check that. And I just go. And if we forget something, we forget something. We do figure it out. It's not a big deal. Yeah, you so, go, there, go, down to, go to the Walmart there in New Buffalo, Michigan, and buy some new
1: undies. Yeah, it's not. I mean, we're gone for two days. They'll be fine. <laughs> oh, I don't like, I spoke with my like, heavy <laughs> South accent. We're talking about Michigan, which is not South of us. No, no. It's, no, it's not.
0: Uh, no. The other day, we recorded a live show. It was a video show, Java with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, it was our second one. And it kind of had a podcast feel, but it was much more current eventy. These podcasts are a lot of um, overarching topics that are kind of evergreen. Yeah. And we had it live. For me, it's interesting because these podcasts are edited by you. So we can make a mistake. You can adjust the microphone. You can do stuff. And it just gets edited out. Our Our listeners never hear that. But you've been pushing me to make these live, make these podcasts live. So we're going to try and do this as much as we can today without editing anything. Okay, okay. So that's fair. Is that all right? Yeah, are you committing to
1: episode 42 being live? I can do it if you can. I've been pushing for it from day
0: one. I think we should absolutely do it. Okay, we'll, we'll see what we can do there. We'll, we'll start setting it out and see if people watch it live. And it makes your life a little bit easier and from the editing standpoint. We can get mm-hmm. more stuff done.
1: So, Josh, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a proud papa right now. Why, not not anything my kid did or anything you've noticed my sporadic work schedules of late, yeah, okay you may not may not have known where i've been going off to lately i, I don't even ask no, we are you don't want to know well, we are approaching the twenty fifth anniversary of a very monumental moment in American history, and I led a group of protesters, and for the last few years, actually, we have been. Posting ourselves outside of Hasbro headquarters demanding <laughs> for a re-release of something. And uh, just this past weekend, I actually dressed up as one of these aforementioned characters and tied myself to a tree and demanded a re-release of the Furby. And Josh, today on Amazon, you can go and buy a brand new Furby. Thank you, Hasbro. You're welcome, world. You can thank me
0: for it. Um, The Furby... Is not something I'm familiar with, other than it's a term that I feel like it gets referenced back to pop culture of our generation. Okay. And you brought it up today on a team meeting that our whole team attended. Yep. And I have a surprise for you. What's that? There is one coming here Monday (gasps) for you. What? Mm -hmm. I wanted to say thank you for all of the hard work that you do. And uh, I thought, what better way than to buy you your own Furby Oh, and I wanted to share it with you live, oh, um, but Amazon's oh, delivering it Monday.
1: Oh, this is the greatest day of my life. Uh, you will not regret this. You, you won't let me bring a dog in here, but this is the next best thing. I have known nothing about
0: this, but oh, I'm sure it will, uh, it will be entertaining. <laughs> it's um, going to
1: revolutionize the podcast industry. <laughs> well, thank you, Josh. I am humbled, and you're going to love it. I promise you're going to love it.
0: <laughs> it will be entertaining. It will be. We've been going for a little bit here, and yeah. I have one quick story. Cause I was, this is a, a follow up from our last episode. Yeah. At the beginning, we were talking about my son Zach and his glasses. Mm-hmm. And your son Landon goes to the same eye doctor. And mm-hmm. uh, you saw a picture of Zach there, and you sent it to Missy and I of his graduation from this, this therapy that he's doing mm-hmm. there. And we talked in the last episode how we bought Zach a new pair of glasses. And how he deserved it so much because he went four years and never broke a pair, never lost a pair, never scratched a pair. I mean, he is so careful with these glasses. And we got these new pair of glasses from that eye doctor. Yep. Guess what happened yesterday? No. Lens popped out. Oh, no. <laughs> He wasn't even doing anything. He was just standing there all of a sudden. He goes, Mama, my lens popped out. Oh. <laughs> he goes, I couldn't yell at him. Like, oh. I mean, he wasn't doing anything. Oh. So uh, they're back at the eye doctor today getting the lens fixed. Oh, so uh, that was too funny. Yeah. So I thought I'd follow that up after I was talking about <laughs> four years. He gets one, you know, he gets, a, we spend some money on a nice pair of glasses for the kid and. Mama, my lens popped out. That's how it
1: works. Is that your sister out there in the parking lot? Yeah, my
0: sister uses our dumpster. Her husband (laughs) is a, uh, he reps different products. And one of his products that he sells to small stores is shoes. Mm. When you rep shoes, and you you have to take these samples into the stores, so they will send him one shoe. So, like, he gets the left pair. That way they can double up. They can send somebody another rep the right. So they have a lot of shoes that they can't do anything with. Oh. And so when when they're no longer selling that version, they have to get rid of these shoes. Oh, man, what a waste. And so, the, yeah, it is. It's a, they hate it. Yeah. And like, they're like, well, just tell us who has the other shoe, and we can like, we'll donate them. We'll give them away to people. And nope, they won't do it. We will, a couple times a year in our office, have a dumpster full of <laughs> shoes, which is really confusing to a lot of people. It's just like annuities, man if you, if you
1: really if you really get down into it, it's just like annuities
0: that was an amazing segue. i have been working on it. Yeah. thank you We promised part two. And uh, today is part two of annuities, baby. And last week, i or last episode, I spent some time talking about all of the issues that people have with them. And rightfully, so, there's a lot of, there's a lot of reasons you shouldn't do them, but as you actually led the show with last time, there is no such thing as an inherently good or inherently bad investment vehicle. And um, I led the show with well, that. Yeah, well, you did when, when you when you edited it together. And the very first thing people hear is there's no inherently good or inherently bad place to put your money. Coming from my voice, that was sounded like a my political voice. Apparently, right. Um, but um,
1: these all things, these things, these. Um, but um, you're going to have to work on that for the live stuff. That is going to be... It's going to drive people crazy. It drives you crazy. <laughs> it takes hours to get that out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. All
0: right. I'm going to work on it. Um, Ooh. Oh, I went straight into, right, an, um. Went straight into <laughs> an um. You did. You went straight into an um. Ooze frappa. How do I start a sentence without um? It shouldn't that be that hard. It shouldn't be. I mean, I talk all day long. All day. But it's like I can't... Form a thought without saying, um, that is the thought. Like, so I'm going to work on that really hard here today.
1: I don't have the answer for you. I do tell you that I'm going to have to trim out like three minutes of this, but we'll figure it out. It said 10 minutes already. People love us. Oh, that's true. Okay. All right. So we're talking, yeah, last week we talked about kind of why people hate annuities and Aaron spent a bunch of time coming up with, I'm guessing, not why people love annuities, but why annuities are good for people. Or what are you talking about here?
0: Well, Last week, we talked about a lot of the downsides or the, or the things that get the really bad press. And what I wanted to spend some time talking about today is because nothing's inherently good or inherently bad, I want to spend time as, as to why, if we use them for a client, because not all clients need them, but if we use them for a client, why do we use them? And I wanted you to understand some backgrounds behind them. Bear with me as I get nerdy here for a few minutes, because this is one of my favorite things to talk about. You okay with, you okay with that? Yeah. I'm going to stop saying, um, and I'm going to stop asking, does that make sense? I do like the, does that make sense? That's okay. a nice little segue. All right. I'm glad I can keep that one. You I don't can keep know, that I, one. I think the ums might be easier to get rid of. The word annuity, when you when you look at the definition of the word annuity, the definition of annuity is, is just a stream of payments. So anything can be an annuity. Um, um, I'm just going to point it out every time. It's okay. We need a, a button to hit, <laughs> but... If you look at a pension, a pension is an annuity; it's a stream of payments. Social Security is an annuity; it's a stream of payments. So, the first annuity that was ever created was what they called a. Um, I can't. it's going to drive me nuts. You're fine. Okay. Just don't. Yeah, don't fight it. Just do it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it later. Right, stop talking about us. you're telling me. Yeah. Just don't. Yeah. Don't think about it. All right. So if you don't hear any ums for the rest of the show, it's because Dave just edited yeah, them out yeah, from yeah. this point forward. <laughs> But an immediate annuity was the first thing that ever came into existence. An immediate annuity was if you gave an insurance company money, so let's say you gave them $100,000, they would promise you like a pension, a stream of payments for the rest of your life. And that that was an annuity. That was what people thought of. There was good and bad to that. The good was you were promised a stream of payments for the rest of your life. The bad was you gave up complete control of that money. And so... It was good if you lived a long time. It was short if you only lived a short time because you gave them your money. Let's say you gave them $100,000 and they were going to pay you $10,000 a year for the rest of your life. And you lived two years, well, you just lost $80,000. Well, if you live 20 years, you just made a lot of money. So it had its good, its bad, its pros and cons. So that was the first original type of annuity. And then they came up with what they called a deferred annuities. <music> deferred annuities where you could stick money into it and it would grow over time. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And then after you let it grow, you had the ability to turn it into that stream of payments. Every annuity has the ability to turn it into that stream of payments, but you didn't have to. You could take it out if you wanted to. You could do something else with it. So deferred annuity is you put money in and it can grow, and at some point in the future you can turn it into a stream of payments or you can take it out. Okay. So there's two types, A and B, immediate, deferred. And terms can vary? Terms can vary. You can have deferred annuities for a year. You can have deferred annuities for 20 years. Mm. You can even have a deferred annuity that's a year long that you just leave it in there for the rest of your life, and it just continues to grow. But that's uh, the difference. That's the two big types. Now, inside of deferred annuities, there's multiple different types of deferred annuities. And this is where people get hung up. Mm. Okay. Make sense so far? Makes sense so far. So that's what I want to I beat down a little bit. The very first one was a fixed annuity. A fixed annuity was the insurance company. It was. It was, It's essentially a CD with an insurance company. So we all know what a CD is. You go to the bank, you you give them your money, and they're going to promise you a percentage. You know, They'll promise you 5% for nine months or whatever it might be. A fixed annuity is the same thing. It's just instead of going to a bank, you're going to an insurance company. Now, Why would you do this? Well, usually the insurance company has less liquidity needs, so they can usually offer a little bit higher rate of return. It's not always the case, but they usually can. And the second is annuities have a tax deferral available to them. On a CD, the interest as you earn it is taxable to you. You're going to see interest on your tax return. In an annuity, you don't see that interest. It just gets added to the account, and then when you take it out, that's when the taxable event occurs. Okay. So that allows you the ability to time your taxes. I see. See, I didn't even ask you if you understand. Like That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's one of the benefits of deferred annuities. The fixed annuity is the first type. Then they got into the variable annuities. The very first variable annuity was offered by TIAA-CREF, and that was offered to teachers. And what they did was, instead of being a fixed rate and like a CD, they made it a variable rate, and that variable rate is tied to usually a stock market index. Essentially, what they did is they took mutual funds and they put them inside of a variable annuity. Now... The big thing they always test you on um, when you when you get your insurance test is, in a fixed annuity, the risk is with the insurance company because the insurance company has to earn that interest rate. With the variable annuity, the risk is with the person who put their money into it because it depends upon what, quote-unquote, underlying mutual fund that you choose. Okay. If you have heard bad things about annuities, this is where it's come from because there are a lot of people that loved these variable annuities because they would pay a higher commission than just using mutual funds and so people would say hey this client wants mutual funds but I can put them in a variable annuity and have a few other bells and whistles and they'll get paid more and that's where the that's where the start of the really shady sales processes came from so got it that was that's the variable annuity now with technology nowadays it, we very rarely see a lot of uses in our practice for variable annuities there are different there are different uses just not a lot for our clients and and i actually haven't used a variable annuity since i was first in the business 25 years ago you're old yeah actually it sounds really freaking old <laughs> so um it's been a it's been a long time since we've actually used one
1: it reminds me kind of of like a um like a 401k where the employees would be able to kind of choose their investments within their 401k similar to
0: yeah, it, a variable annuity. yeah it's very similar now the, um and The reason it's a little bit different, the reason I got the bad rap is because it has higher fees because you have the, you have the normal mutual fund fees, but then you also have the additional fees that the annuity charges on on top of it there. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, makes okay. sense. Back to fees. with the fixed annuity, though, there are no additional fees to it. The interest rate that they pay you is how they calculate out their fees. So it's very similar to a bank. Um, when you get a CD there's not a, there's not a fee that goes against your C, against your CD you know the bank's earning more money mm-hmm. a, a, ver- a fixed annuity is the same way got it so it's
1: just the mutual fund fees not an additional fee on top of it yeah
0: now because the risk is not with the insurance company on the variable annuity they add fees to that so that is why the variable annuities have the higher fees as that comes into play. okay. Um, now, the, ne- the one that we use most in our office is something called a fixed indexed annuity. And a fixed indexed annuity is a little different. It has the fixed component, but it does take some of the interest rate sensitivity and applies it to the customer. So instead of a set rate, instead of a set earnings like a CD or a fixed annuity has, what this one does is the earnings are tied to a stock index. They have the guarantees. The reason they call it fixed is because it can't lose money. But it can earn money, and it's usually tied to a stock index, the most common one being the S&P 500. But there's a lot of different ones that are available to it. So in a year the S&P does well and goes up, you will participate in those gains, and you'll get a percentage of it. In years that it goes down, you'll just stay even and stay flat. So we do use that a lot. It, it, It allows us the ability to have some decent growth not have the risk associated with different investments and different downsides. There is the um, time period issue with it. So it has the the 10-year, a lot of them are 8, 10, 12-year surrender charges. But if you can work around that and you tie it into your plan and your overall situation, it can provide some really nice downside protection, Mm -hmm. some decent growth, especially in the interest rate environments we've been having recently. Up until the last year we haven't been you know, there have not been decent interest rates on CDs and things like that. All so right. these fixed index annuities have been a godsend for a lot of clients in their in their portfolios. But you have to think about them a little differently. It's not a mutual fund. It's not a stock market tool. It is designed for your low risk, your bond alternative things along those lines. I can relate to
1: this because I just bought eight hundred Furbies in hopes that they <laughs>
0: They grow (laughs) in value. I would call your Furby purchase more of a stock purchase, I think. But
1: I'm saying but I have an annuity on the back end to protect myself in case I lose all my Furby investments. I thought her name was Carla. Oh, how? Wow. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You know, it's funny. This is a good pause. You need to work on your ums and your clicks. I need to work on, and you fell prey to this during our job with Josh. I keep looking at the computer Oh, yeah, as opposed to... Instead of our
0: cameras, because this is so new to us. Uh, So, yeah. (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, well, I also feel like I should look at you. Like, we're in a room talking. We're the only two people here talking. I feel like I should look at you, but whatever. Yeah. What is
1: that that creepy guy that lives in our closet? We don't really know his name. Let's call
0: him Herb. Herb? Yeah. Uh, That was... No, that's Steve's the other side of the wall. Oh, yeah, Steven. Well, I want to talk a little bit about how we use them, okay? So in theory, we're using fixed annuities or fixed indexed annuities in our clients' portfolios. And again, they're not for everybody. But for certain people, they serve a really nice purpose. So let's talk about what some of those purposes are. The first one, we'll use it when we talk about having a protected income bucket. So There are certain dollars that in retirement you're going to have to spend, and it's really nice to have a low volatility asset, an asset that doesn't have a lot of risk, and if you want to spend down that annuity money, it's a great ability to do it. Now, you have to understand liquidity. You have to make sure you have an advisor who can can factor the liquidity into it, but that protected income bucket is also your permission slip to let your other assets sit and grow. Mm. Because people, you know, when they're working, we're really used to, you know, let, you know, I don't really care what the market does. I got time. And it was that whole retirement, hey, I'm going to spend my money so they get nervous and things like that. But if you already know that the asset that you're spending, like an annuity that can't lose money, then you have this permission slip to let the rest of your money grow. So that's, that's one that comes into play.
1: What about the third bucket? I see protected income bucket versus growth bucket versus bucket of fried chicken.
0: A bucket of fried chicken—that is just for, for people like you who uh, who need that intent, you know, that incentive to to keep going forward. There, and right. fried chicken works for, for most people. Fair. No Fair. one doesn't like fried chicken. No, very un-American to not like fried chicken. <laughs> what about the third bucket? <laughs> the second reason we'll use them is as a bond alternative. James Bond. Bond. James Bond. Your bond impersonation is much better than mine. Most things I do is better than you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, right now, it, it still serves true, but we ta- we had a whole episode on bonds before, and, it, and it's actually still relevant. But back when interest rates were so low and the market was so high, the bonds were supposed to provide downside protection and, and pay you a decent interest rate, and they just weren't doing that. And... We were using the fixed annuities and the fixed index annuities to do that, to, to provide downside protection and pay a decent interest rate. And they they still have. They still do. Um, and it's still a great bond alternative if you think about what the purpose of the bond is. And we'll use that a lot of times inside of different clients' portfolios there. We have principal protection. It's a great, safe investment. It's going to, you know, hopefully we'll out-earn cash over the long term that's there. <music> One we have on there is there are certain annuities that have some different tools built into it. So they will have either guaranteed income tools, and it's a little different than the immediate annuity I first talked about where you give up complete control. Now you, now you actually have control. If you die early, your, your loved ones and your heirs can still get whatever's left over. But they also can have some different long-term care features built in. So for a lot of people, long-term care becomes really important. And if you can have a stream of income that also has a benefit for long-term care, that can that can mean a lot to a lot of people. That gets to be taken into consideration as well. So, that
1: was actually a question I had earlier: is upon death, does it act like a like a pension or something that just continues to pay out to your beneficiary? But you're it, telling can. You it can, You can. There's so a lot more right?
0: flexibility, and you have that ability to have it keep payout or maybe a lump sum. If there's a husband and wife, you can do it over, over both of their lives. There's, there's a lot more flexibility and control because you own it, and that's there. Now, this gets me to the, the overarching thought process here, and that is that, back to the original thing I said, it's never inherently good or inherently bad, but it does have to apply to your specific situation. So before you use them or before you deny them, make sure that you understand exactly what the purpose is. And you have a plan in place so that it works for your situation and what you're trying to do. They can be a great tool and they can do harm depending upon how you use them. So the annuities that we talk about and that we use in our clients scenario, yeah, they're the same annuities that there's people out there screaming, I hate annuities, but they're trying to sell something too. And so when we work it in and we work it into our client situation, it, it can serve a huge purpose and a huge benefit. Now, when we make that recommendation, we always say this is we're only doing it because we think it's of your best interest. If you don't agree with it, if you are so anti-annuity that you can never get over it, okay, we'll do something different. It's just in our situation in our thought process, it probably won't be as good as as what we have here. So that is kind of our thought process and how we think about annuities in our clients in our clients' portfolios.
1: There's always investing in
0: Furbies. Your first one's coming on Monday, buddy. No idea. So I forget what
1: color I ordered you though. So I, the purple or the coral? I'm I'm t- thrilled with either. <laughs> it's great. Are you here Monday before your before your trip on Tuesday? I am going to be here Monday. Oh, I hope it shows up. I'm early. <laughs> I hope so too. You know you can add like little charms to them. I think it comes with a pizza charm. You can add additional charms, and I will be adding
0: charm. Is it going to stay here in the office? Or are you taking it home with you?
1: Oh, it's going to be an, it's going to be an office mascot.
0: Oh, I great. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. I may buy land in his own. but yeah
1: there's gonna be he's gonna be with us whenever we're recording (laughs) we'll have to name him
0: well dave uh we've been talking here for a while and uh i think it's uh i think it's time
1: yeah what what okay hey mr josh let's take a break you've been talking for so long and my ears are sore let's not make them snore Listening shouldn't be a chart. so let's get to know Josh and David watch our ratings soar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for people that don't know us, we, oh, we come up with these man. little tiny things that we spend a lot <laughs> of effort trying to put in place, and they don't always play off, but that one works. So... Did you
1: hear it? That was amazing. I was worried about the song being too loud. Oh, I, and, I, and that's why I'm like which one is the which one is the sound effects? Is it the first one?
0: Uh that's sound effects. That's a, or, or this is the pad. That's the Bluetooth.
1: Okay, so turn it down. Go ahead. Play it again. Can you play it again? Yeah, well, I can play in it in again. In case people didn't pick up on it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That folks is a blue jay. Um, and this comes from a YouTube that I found. That is a guy that teaches you how to make common bird calls. Oh, <laughs> so. my, he's my hero.
1: For context, last episode, I essentially accosted you mm-hmm. for not having original bird sounds. And you stepped up and said, I cannot let my buddy down today.
0: Uh, yeah, so now I am no longer making bird sounds. I am going to let this guy... Ooh. That yeah. was a morning dove. Man, and
1: he's going to come in and play with us as times go on. You have no idea what this has done to our
0: street cred for our podcast. <laughs> bird sound, official bird sounds. So get to know Josh and Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave. Yeah. You leave for vacation next week. Mm-hmm. You're going to Colorado. And then I take my vacation at the end of July with the kids. What is one thing that you are super excited to do with Landon on vacation? We have three things planned and they're all awesome. Now, I'm worried this is going to be the dogs game and all of a sudden you just can't, you end up like, you're going to say you're so excited for it and you can't do it. I know. We're, we've we been watching the forecast. I think we're clear. I want to say two. Okay, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. We're going to a Colorado Rockies game. Mm-hmm. Which Has he been to a Major League Baseball game before? He's been to a couple Sox games. Okay. We're going to the Cubs Sox game in August. Oh, nice. And but this will be his first non like Illinois sports team, so I yeah. think he's been playing a lot of MLB the Show on Switch, so he's seen like what different stadiums look like. So I think it's gonna be cool for him to walk into a totally different environment. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. We're going like the whole family's going. We got like twenty tickets or something. Oh, that'd so, be awesome. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be great. And then I think I mentioned before we rented we um, rented boats. We're gonna go into Lake Dillon, which is just the most gorgeous lake. It looks like you're in a fjord. You're like in oh, between wow. huge foothills with mansions on the top and you're driving a boat through there and it's like maybe an hour from Breckenridge. So we'll do that afterwards. Like that was one of my favorite days last, last time we went out there. I got a migraine and I still love that Ooh, day last man. time. So we're we're pumped man.
0: That's really cool. Yeah. That's Thanks, really Josh. cool.
1: Uh, how about your trip to the uh, Bahamas coming up? What are you looking forward to?
0: Well this one is we did the Bahamas a couple of years ago with the kids and we did the whole kiss a dolphin thing mm-hmm. where you get in this pool with the dolphins and they, the trainers bring them up and you get to pet them and feed them fish and stuff like that. And we were excited. The kids were so excited while well, Alex freaked out, he wanted nothing to do with it. Wouldn't get near the pool. Wouldn't do anything. We have pictures of me with Zach and Maggie holding them in the pool and like the dolphins come up and Maggie's kissing it. And like, I have a picture of like, them behind me like Alex just moping like Aww. Missy's like oh my god I want to be the pool of the dolphins and so this time I'm looking forward to Alex being able to do that because I think he regrets it even from that young age at this point and uh, I hope he can overcome that fear and I get it it's, it's a weird thought but yeah uh, that's cool and you guys
1: are actively talking about it now so he's ready he's ready it. like yeah. he's
0: talking about it he's excited for it so in it's you know, I think he's comfortable in the water now, and it'll be. You know, I'm sure he'll still be a little bit nervous, but sure, it's just be uh, like,
1: ow, look at vacation, Zach, right here." <laughs>
0: he's <vacation> got is- <laughs> Sean, the duck billed platypus.
1: <laughs> he <laughs> the, does, yeah. The duck billed platypus will get you through the day.
0: You know, I'm going to. We have we have the Alex uh, hashtag
1: tax nerd
0: that we drop in here. Mm-hmm. I I'll see if I can get Zach to have Sean talk yes. for me um, yes. and record it, because Sean talks. Oh, yeah, and of course. It's, uh, um, it's kind of like the uh, one of those characters that everyone pretends they know what they're saying, but no one has any idea what they're saying. Yeah. And Zach translates for us. It's fantastic. So I'll see if I can't get that. But yeah. like yeah, Kind of like
1: ordering Shkanabba numbers.
0: Yes, kind of like us. Kevin Collins is very much that way.
1: Dave relates to retirees. Yeah. Speaking of Kevin Collins, this is going to be back-to-back episodes talking about my boy. Back in high school basketball, we sometimes
0: needed a way to blow off some steam. When you say we, are we talking about, am I included in this? Is this the mutual we, or is this not me? I don't know if you were
1: there. When I tell this story, you may remember. Okay. But it was definitely me, Kevin, and Vince. right? The three amigos. It often got into shenanigans. That the three main characters in the drive-thru shenanigans were also responsible for what I'm about to tell you. After a tough basketball loss, we would sometimes just need to blow off steam, and we weren't aggressive individuals. We weren't going to like smash stuff or anything, but we had to find something that served us well, served our purpose of blowing off steam, and didn't really care about how it affected other people. So we put our minds together. We first branded ourselves as the TPC. Do you remember what the TPC was?
0: Kind of. It's starting to come back to me.
1: Well, the very first victim of the TPC was Jonathan Flatley. And we drove by, opened the doors, and we jumped out and TP'd the crap out of John Flatley's house. Jumped in the car and sped away. The TPC was a toilet paper clan. That's who we were. That was our way of blowing off steam. It served us extremely well. It did not necessarily serve others, a.k.a. people's houses who we TP'd as well. That is why it is like an annuity, my friend. (laughs) It served a very specific purpose in our emotional portfolio of 17-year-old minds back in the day. Now, I'll let you... Fester on how to relate that to what we're talking about today while I tell you other houses that we TP'd during our tenure. Cops eventually found us, locked us up for a few days. No, just kidding. We just stopped because we got bored, but we we hit up Coach Prunty.
0: You TPC'd Coach Prunty. We
1: drove out to his house and TPC'd him. Yep. Uh, he was not thrilled because I believe it rained that night. He lived in the south side of Chicago. Yeah, but, but it would, again, we were we were dedicated to our to our organization. And uh, I can't remember anybody else that we DP'd. But we (laughs) we did at least five, at least five, because we spent most of our money on toilet paper. So Josh, right now, I broke a pen, but the Full House music is starting. I hope you've had enough time to uh, put the pieces together.
0: You gave me a hard time when I couldn't come up with bird noises for that song and I think there's some, some definite reaching that's been going on here with this uh, DR2R, because the TPC does apply to you. It's very specific to you, and you probably angered a few people. And I will actually tell you, my father, who you know well, uh, I believe you TPC'd our house at one point in time. <laughs> shoot <laughs> And I don't think he appreciated it either. And I think as a, as a, as a teenage boy, I knew that uh, he wouldn't enjoy it so much. So <laughs> I, uh, I probably also was like, oh no, dude, it's not going to be happy about this one. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, probably still enjoyed some laughs with you over it. And I hope you got to blow off some steam. I would like to think that annuities serve a broader purpose for more people than just the three people who lost a basketball game. Mm. You're not connecting this at all. No, I'm really having a hard time with this one. (laughs) I did it for you. I said it served us well but may
1: not have served others well.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Okay, I could see that. You know what? That makes sense. It served you well. Um, I would not have been comfortable doing that.
1: That's my point. We never asked Goody Two Shoes like you to join us. No, that's
0: true. I would not have been comfortable doing that, but it did serve you well. And we know, you know, I I guess we know what is right for our own situation. So thank you. um, I don't know if you had an advisor that was trying to tell you to blow off steam that way um, or something along those lines, but uh, that was when we filed our uh, articles of incorporation. I was the the, TPC. yeah, Yeah, I was
1: the president of TPC, so I really. Uh, answer to no one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've continued that thought the rest of your life. In fact,
1: in fact uh, when we did TP John ha- uh Flatley's house, he literally chased us. And we were in my little <laughs> two-door <laughs> We were in my two-door Chevy Cavalier and I clearly remember, you remember where John lived? Oh yeah, I know right where John lived. Yeah. And uh, you know, like racing through the, the back streets of, you know, really kind of uptown Elmhurst trying to get away from him and I finally pulled into a driveway and uh, one of those like scenarios where he drove right past us because I turned off the lights and it was like a deep driveway and I was able to pull away. And who knows who house I was in hiding <laughs> out in? He eventually claims he saw my car. We never admitted guilt to it, but uh, yeah, I remember there was a high speed car chase <laughs> through my Chef Cavalier. <laughs> we would even go as far as to like spell out TPC in toilet paper. Like on the sidewalk. I don't know if he's like wetted it down so it would stay there, but like we had our signature and everything, man.
0: I still can't believe you drove down to the south side of the city
1: to DP Coach Bronte's house. You know what? We may have done it. We did a team dinner at his house. So we may have planned it ahead of time Come to do it right, right. afterwards. That kind of sounds familiar now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh gosh! The good old days. We gotta get it. We gotta wait for Kevin and Vince to start listening to these, man, because they're gonna be coming up more and more. Our listeners are so excited.
0: Yep, <laughs> they love reliving our high school glory days. <laughs> well, Dave, I uh, again, I'm entering a point here where I'm not gonna see you for a little bit of time. So mm-hmm. I hope you have a wonderful trip out to Colorado and to spend some time with your family and I know you're going to see Cowboy Mike out there. Sure will. And uh, I hope he, hope he behaves himself. I hope so
1: too. He can get
0: wild. He can't get, he can wild. get wild. So and uh, tell your sisters I said hi and uh, I miss I miss hanging out and laughing with them.
1: I'll do that Josh. Maybe we'll FaceTime you when we're all together.
0: Perfect. Cool. All
1: right Josh. We'll, we'll see you in about a week and a half and uh, to everybody out there. Bye. <laughs> TPC is coming for you. What are you going to do? That one really was a stretch for me. I mean, I thought it was <laughs> one of my better ones, but apparently not. Hashtag tax FSR Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor located in Elmhurst, Illinois. Information and opinions contained in this audio have been arrived at by FSR Wealth Advisors. All information herein is for informational purposes and should not be construed as investment advice. It does not constitute an offer, solicitation, or recommendation to purchase any security. FSR is not providing legal, tax, accounting, or financial planning advice in this audio. These views are as of the date of this publication and are subject to change.